With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Yud Gimel, page 13. We're going to begin at the Mishnah, which we finished until in the previous daily Daf. Someone says, give this divorce document to my wife, or this freedom document to my slave. And he passes away. We do not give it after he's passed away. If it wasn't given, it's too late. So if he says, give this money, however, to somebody, and then he and then he passes away, we do indeed give it to the designated person. The Gemara says, Yitzchak, the son of Shmuel, the son of Marta, said in the name of Rav. When is it that we say that we give over this money to the person that he designated it to? Only if that money is actually piled up in a specific place and we know where that, that money is. So what are we talking about? What kind of person are we talking about? If the person who died was actually healthy before he passed away, he wasn't like on his deathbed, he was a regular guy who suddenly passed away afterwards. So Kitzvur and Mahavi, what do we care about the fact that it's piled up? There was no actual taking of possession by the person who the money was designated to go to. So if he didn't do any mashikh, he didn't pull it, he didn't do any kind of action of taking possession, how did the, did the person the money was supposed to go to get it? How did it transfer into his possession? So what are we talking about? We're talking about a, a guy who's on his deathbed. And he and he says, I want the money to go to so-and-so. My Yitzvurin. Why does the case have to be talking about where it's piled up? Even if it's not piled up at all. Because we have established the If someone's on his deathbed and he says to do something, he says to give over something, it's one of his possessions to somebody else, so we do it even if it's not in any kind of pile. Why is that? If we don't even know if exactly which object he's talking about because we have, a, we have a concept that if a person is on his deathbed, we do whatever he says so that he doesn't feel upset and maybe that shouldn't cause him to die faster. Ravzid explains, I'll tell you, really, we're talking about a healthy person. I so we ask, if we're talking about a healthy person, how does that person take possession? How does the person he's giving it to take possession of the thing? And it's like the statement that Ravuna in the name of Rav, that he said, If let's say Ruvain is owed money, by Shimon. He comes to Reuven, he says to Shim- so Reuven comes to Shimon and he says to him, you owe me money, that hundred dollars that you owe me, instead of giving it to me, I want you to actually give it to Levi. So if that, that statement was said in front of three people, so it can actually be transferred, the loan can be transferred to now that Shimon now owes the money to Levi. So similarly over here, the cases where the, the, the person who was healthy said, I want the money to go over to someone else, I want the $100 to go over to a certain person, and we had three people standing there. So Zvid holds that in that case, that Rufuna Marav says, we have Maimon Shlushed and these pe- three people standing there, so the money actually has to be, a, we have to, it has to be standing, it has to be a Pikadun Zvid holds. We have to know where that money is. It can't just be like, let's say, Ruvain, so he's owed $100 by Shimon. And Shimon doesn't have that money sitting around. He doesn't have any money. So can the transfer happen? So Zvid holds no. It only can happen if the money is sitting in, in, uh, Sh- in Shimon's house. Then if Reuven comes to Shimon and says, I want you to owe that money to Levi, then it can work. So so too over here, we need it to be tzvur and we need it to be piled up for the same exact reason. Rapapa Omar, Rapapa says a different explanation. Really, I'll tell you that we're talking about a guy who is on his deathbed. So we said if it's, so what does it have to be why does that have to be piled up at all? It's like a different statement of Rav. A person who's sick who says, give over the money to so-and-so, from my possessions, if he said, this hundred dollars, nice, and then we give it. But if he doesn't specify which hundred dollars he's talking about, ain't nice, and we don't give it. Why? 
Ka'amar. Because we're afraid that perhaps he's referring to some money that's buried somewhere. And if that's the case, so then we can't give the different, the different $100 because it could be he's referring to the $100 that's buried and we don't, even ha- we don't even know where that money is. So Rav says in that case, if he doesn't specify which $100 he's talking about, so then we don't give anything. So this case is, is the, we're saying that it's Tzvurin, according to Rav Papa, it has to be piled up in order that we know exactly which $100 that he's talking about. That's what Rav Papa says. The halacha is lekvura lechashinan. That in fact we don't hold that we're worried about the fact that he means a hundred dollars that was that was buried somewhere. In fact, we don't hold that way. Rav Papa, my time at Karazvid. Why does Rav Papa, who say that the issue has to do with the fact that he might mean a buried hundred dollars, and therefore that's why it has to be piled? Why doesn't he say like Razvid? Razvid who says that the issue that the cases where you're doing ma'amit shloshdan, where you have uh, three people there and you're transferring it from one person to the other, and that's why it has to be known where the money is. So the Gemara answers, we turn to your Gemara base, page 13b. Kasav Rav Papa, because Rav Papa holds ki Amar Rav. When does Rav say the halacha? When do we say Maimed Shlosh in the concept that I can transfer the money that you owe to me to someone else? It's not just when we actually have the money around. It's even when the money's not around, even if the money is in use right now, even if the money is not piled up. So therefore, Rav Papa doesn't hold that. You can say that over here as well. Rav Zvid, my time Rav, Papa, why does Rav Zvid not say like Rav Papa? Because Rav Zvid holds that you cannot say that our Mishnah is talking about a guy who's on his deathbed. Mimai, how can we determine that? Because from the fact that it says in the Mishnah, someone says, give, the white, give, give this divorce document to my wife, and this freedom document to my slave, and he dies, so you don't give it after he dies. So now, we make, we make two diukim. Two inferences. Time of the mace, it's only because he died. And if he would be alive, then we would indeed give it. Time of the Amar Tanu, it's only because he said, give it over. But if he hadn't said, give it over, we would not give it. So this doesn't apply. This can't be talking about a Shchimera. If it's true that you have to say Tanu in order to give it over. And if you didn't say Tanu, you would not give it over. But And we're talking about a guy who's on his deathbed. So we find that a guy who's on his deathbed, even if he doesn't say the words Tanu, we still give it over. We do give it. Now we learn in the Mishnah, If let's say a guy is going out to his death, they're about to take him out to hang him. And he says to the people who, who are walking with him, he says, please write a get for my wife so that she doesn't fall to my brother to marry my brother. We didn't have any children. So what do they do? They, they write it and they give it, even though he didn't actually say to give it. So that's what they originally said. So then afterwards they said, Even somebody who's going out to sea, or somebody that's going out to the Midbar, to the desert, in some kind of wagons, so such a person is also in danger, and therefore if he says, write it, and he's all mixed up, he's all, all confused, he's on his way out, he says, write it, so he meant, write it and give it. So, so not only that, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri says, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, even somebody who's deathly ill, if he says, write it, and he didn't say give it, so indeed, we give it, even though he didn't say to give it. So therefore, we see that we had a shchimera. I can't be talking about a shchimera in our Mishnah, according to Rezvid. Rav Ashi. So Rav Ashi asks a question. Who even says that our Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon Shizuri? Rabbi Shimon Shizuri is the one who says that even a person who is deathly ill, that you give it over even though he didn't say to give it over. Maybe it's the Rabbanan. Maybe our Mishnah holds like the Rabbanan who says that you, if you say, if you don't say to no, you don't give it. And therefore that's why in our Mishnah, that's the case. So you couldn't indeed say that it's a Shechimira case. So it's not very good according to Rezvit. So it's a good question. The Gemara doesn't answer the question. 
gufa. Now we go back to something that we discussed previously. Amar Rav Huna, Rav Huna says the name of Rav. I have a hundred dollars that you owe me, says Ruben to Shimon. I want you to instead to now owe it to Levi. And you did that in front of three people. Kana. So it's a good Kenyan. It's been transferred. The loan has been transferred. Amar Rav Rava says, So this makes sense if the money is around. But it doesn't really make sense if the money is not around how you're transferring the ownership or the, the who the loan is going to go into going to go to if the guy if the money's not around. So Rava says, however, Vahalakim Amarav, I swear that Rav said, that it this even applies even if the money is not around. It Marnami Amar Shmuel, we said a similar statement by Shmuel, Mishmeda Levi in the name of Levi. Milva Libyatcha. I have a uh, money that's owed to me that you have. I want you to give it over to Ploni, to so and so. Ruvain says to Shimon, I want the money to be transferred to now we owe to Levi. So if you did it in front of three people, Kana, it does indeed work. The time am I, what's the reason why it works? It's as if when they originally made the loan, he said to him, Look, Ruvain gave the money to Shimon. And Shimon says to him like this, it's as if, he didn't actually say this, but it's as if he said to him, I owe you the money, Ruvain, says Shimon, and to whoever you decide you want, who wants to come in your place. So then afterwards, when somebody comes along and he wants to transfer to so-and-so, so it gets transferred quite easily. If that's the case, if let's say right now, I come along and I, you owe me $100 and I want you to transfer it to somebody who wasn't alive when we originally made that loan. Then it shouldn't work if that's the case, which we know is not true. Even according to Rameer that says that you are allowed to make a Kenyan to give over something which you don't have yet. Let's say I say I want to sell you the fruits of this tree, even though the season hasn't started yet and it hasn't produced fruits. So Rameer holds you can do that. So, But he only holds you can do that. You can only do that if you're giving it over to someone or something that exists already. But if it's to somebody, you're transferring it into somebody's possession that does not exist yet, so you can't do that. You can't say, I'm going to give the bananas that I don't have yet to your child that's not born yet. That doesn't work. So here too, it shouldn't work. We go to the top of Yudal, page 14a. With what's, how is the transfer happening? When I come to you, or let's, let's say Ruvain comes to Shimon and he says to him, you owe me $100. I want you to transfer it to Levi. So Shimon is very happy to do that because now it changes from being an old loan to a new loan. And therefore he's going to have extra time. He's going to be able to extend the loan. So he's happy to do that. So therefore he commits himself to giving the money to Levi instead. Amar lehuna mar breder of Nehemiah or of Ashi. Huna mar said, the son of Rav Nehemiah to Rav Ashi. If that's the case, let's say you're transferring the money to somebody who's a very self-righteous guy and he's not going to wait. He's going to take the money right away. So in that case, then the person would not be willing to transfer. He would not be willing to change, his, to change who he owes the money to. So in that case, it shouldn't work. And if you're going to say, maybe that's true, so then you've made things subjective. We don't like to make things subjective. When we make a halacha, when there's a halacha that we're saying, so we need things to be across the board. It's always the same. And we don't want it to be subjective. We want it to be objectively true. So the following three things, which we'll discuss in tomorrow's daily daf, 
including this one, are something that's considered, Rashi explains, like a halacha moshmi something that we don't understand it per se, we don't have a svar to explain it, we don't have an explanation for it. Nevertheless, this is how it is, and we accept it for how it is.